The Tulane Executive MBA program has given me the business acumen to perfectly complement my technical expertise, creating limitless career opportunities. I'm Claude Davis, Principal Scientist and Official Spokesperson for Zatarans. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. According to the most recent official figures, around 18 million tourists now visit New Orleans every year, and they spend nearly $9 billion while they're here. Financial pundits keep telling us that in New Orleans we need to diversify our economy, but nobody is telling that to tourists, and more and more of them keep on coming. This in turn employs more and more New Orleanians. But critics say the downside to this kind of growth is that the work of the hospitality industry is low paid and there is no career path to success. Well, try telling that to Warren Ruther. Around 55 years ago, Warren and his brother-in-law built an RV park for tourists to try to make a little extra money for, out of their visitors, they started organizing tours of the city. When the tours started getting popular, the boys bought their own tour bus. Today, their family-owned company, Hospitality Enterprises, is made up of nine different businesses, including New Orleans Tours, Jean Lafitte Swamp and Airboat Tours, the Airport Shuttle, the Paddle Wheeler Creole Queen, and their newest addition, the Riverboat Louis Armstrong. Warren Ruther, it is a pleasure. Welcome out to lunch. Thank you. Nice to be here. If you're of a certain age and you've spent any time traveling, you'll remember the travel agency. It was a storefront that you'd find in most malls and shopping centers. Inside these retail spaces, there were people sitting behind desks called travel agents. As a customer, you'd sit across the desk and tell the travel agent where you wanted to go. They'd find the cheapest tickets, hotels, and rental cars and book them for you. And the kicker of all this is travel agency services were free. Then along came the internet, and travel agencies virtually disappeared. Now instead of an expert organizing your travel for free, you spend valuable time pulling your hair out navigating Kayak, Orbitz, Airbnb, Hotels.com, Hertz.com, and so on. And you never actually know if you got the best deal. Well, good news. A company called Dream Vacations has figured out a way to harness the gig economy to the travel business and they're bringing back the travel agent. In a setup kind of like the Uber of travel, a person can work out of their own house and be a dream vacations travel agent. The director of loyalty management and brand management for Dream Vacations is Kim Fiello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. And the travel agent is not dead. It's not dead, no. That's why he's... <laughs> not at all. Sort of. Okay, all right. This is <laughs> now, Warren, you've been in the New Orleans tourist and hospitality industry for over half a century. I mean, around here, you're the father of, uh, father of travel businesses. You've been a first-hand witness to a long list of major changes, including the building of the convention center, 
the hotel boom, the advent of Airbnb, and so much more. Your latest venture, the new riverboat Louis Armstrong, is, I imagine, a significant investment. So clearly, you don't think the tourist market is tapped out yet. There's probably nobody in Louisiana who has more first-hand expertise in tourism than you. So what is your expert opinion on the level of tourism here? Does it have to max out at some point, or can we keep growing with no end in sight? Well, I, I think you have something here that people want to come see. And I think that if you look at cities worldwide, that's the way it is, and it grows, and their hospitality industry grows. Um, you know, when we started 55 years ago, it wasn't like it is now. And I heard you say about the travel agent. The travel agent is, is alive. They may not be as many in, in the United States as they used to have, but worldwide there's a lot of travel agencies, especially in Europe. They're they still very much alive in Europe. And uh, with New Orleans, you know, getting two big flights from Europe, one from British Air, and you got Condor coming in from Frankfurt, it's opened up a, um, a whole nother area of the world that we're now seeing. Our company uh, has a couple of hotels in uh, Natchez, Mississippi, which is a little closer to Houston, Dallas. And it's amazing to us that at one of the hotels, 40% of the visitors are foreign. And they have no airport, they have no interstate, and it's people traveling, coming in by Air Australia, uh, Qantas Airlines, Air China into Dallas. So all that's opening up everything in the South. And the South is really in demand now, more so than some of the New England states. And is there a maximum number of tourists the city can stand? Or is it, you know, you just keep building hotel rooms and capacity goes up? Well, you know, you get into management, okay? Um, the industry has created about 125,000 jobs, maybe more. And it's an industry that is going to grow even more so. But I have to agree with you. You have to manage all of this. You know, if you were in Disney, if Disney did not build a new rod every year, they would lose part of the people that go to Disney because they go there for the new. Here in New Orleans, you know, we have an aquarium and we have a zoo. We have big powder wheel boats. The new boat that we're bringing in, you know, Louis Armstrong was from New Orleans. And when he was 14, he couldn't play in the bars in New Orleans. And then he would go down to a boat dock and hop on it with his trumpet. And then when he got to be about 18, he got discovered in uh, St. Louis. And then from St. Louis, he went to Chicago. Makes and sense. Then he he got a boat worldwide. named after him then. We liked being having a boat docked in front of the Hilton Hotel in New Orleans called the Powder Wheel Boat, the Creole Queen. We've always wanted to bring that nostalgia back. And, and the music, of course, as you know, in New Orleans is prevalent uh, worldwide. So we decided to look for a boat that we could uh, name it the Riverboat Louis Armstrong and do jazz and on the river. Right thing. Now, Kim, I would think pretty much anyone who has spent time booking 
travel online would jump at the chance to have a travel agent take over this task for them. So I can see how this gig economy travel agency idea could really work. The biggest hurdle, I would think, would be getting the traveling public who are now used to booking everything online to find out about these individuals working out of their homes. Uber, waiter, and other gig economy workers have apps that people find them through. How is a member of the traveling public going to find out about one of your dream vacation travel agents? So what we do with our franchise owners, our vacation agents, is we help them to get their name out in their local area. So they do it through a couple different ways. Online is definitely a big presence. Google My Business has been very big for small businesses to get their name out there, and it's free to use. It helps you show up in search results. Also, our websites, we have our websites optimized. So when someone searches travel agent near me, people will come up in their area. We've noticed in New Orleans, too, so we did a lot of research over the last year and a half of different um, business areas looking at the words travel agent near me. New Orleans is one of those markets, which is why it's a market that we want to bring more Dream Vacations franchise owners into that area because we know there's a demand. There's a demand to have business coming into this economy. There's also a demand for the people who live here to be able to go vacation elsewhere. In some sense, you're an opposite business as <laughs> Warren, right? In some right? sense, yeah. yeah. So we, we do both because we, you know, the cruise lines have been moving product here. So you'll have the cruise industry bringing in the product where people come here. Um, and the travel agent helps to bring them into this area and then also helps to have them do the city tours, the river boats, and all of that stuff for their pre, we call it pre or post um, cruise. So they'll come in and do the, that to get immersed in the destination. Then they'll go out to sea for a couple days and then they come back. But then we know we need the travel agent here to help those people who live here find their dream vacation. The average vacation takes over five hours to plan online. I don't <laughs> I know about you, I don't this. have five hours of free right. time. And then you're looking at it and you're like, there's 26 categories on some cruise ships. How do you know the difference between all of those cruise categories? Our agents have been there and done that and they can tell you this room on this floor has the best location. It's closer to the elevator, but it's not too close <laughs> that it's too noisy. Um, you know, and the ship's very stable there, and they'll tell you all of these great things that you might not know. They'll tell you, you know, you need to do this dining, or when you're in this port, go to this saloon, because it's, you know, got the feel of Alaska there, and you're really going to get a taste of the destination. And those are really the unique things that a travel agent brings. Well, Kim, those are good uh, sales for, and very, very good points for why uh, the traveling public should come to you. How, what about the pitch to get people uh, to join you as travel agents. Yeah. What, do you, what do you tell them? So for us, it's a, it's a first off, it's a low-cost franchise. So it's an entrepreneurial opportunity because it is a business. You are your own business owner. However, we don't like take your money and then leave you in the dust. We have a whole bunch of tools to help you be successful, including we do a number of marketing pieces on your behalf. We send emails um, directly to our customers on your behalf. Direct mail, which is very popular in the cruise industry too, um, of having people get mailers at their house. That works well. Um, and then we give them a website, the technology, a phone system, uh, the support to help them learn. We have an entire training team that just teaches them the product to learn out there and the ways to sell it. You get a business development manager who basically is your person. We have two business development managers that focus just on new people who are coming into the industry. So you don't to feel teach them everything. Yes, yeah, so you don't feel like you're alone. No, definitely yeah, not. Would, and we're seeing that this opportunity is definitely something that um, we get people who this is their second career. So we tend to get a lot of people, this is their second career, and they, you know, they're getting ready to retire, but they don't want to do nothing all day. They want to have something fun. They want to be able to travel. So that's a great thing about this business is you can work anywhere. All of our tools are virtual, so you can basically work from a beach. Well, Warren, one of the things that I've always been impressed with your business is, you know, how 
how far the tentacles go, I guess. And uh, and how much cross-selling do you do? Well, in our, in our industry, networking is the most important word. And I noticed you got to know Kim. This could work out for you. We, we own a travel agency, and we do packaging from New Orleans outside of New Orleans. We do a lot of nice things all over the world. Uh, we have a division called DMI Travel, Destination Management. And uh, for the Saints, we package all the, the games that the Saints play away. We package the games that the teams come and play in New Orleans. Uh, the alumni, our company is the official travel of the uh, Sugar Bowl. Uh, we handle both the teams. We handle both the alumni. We put a whole program together for them uh, with tickets. And so we very diversified in just about every industry, the cruise ship industry. Um, here in New Orleans, we started the cruise ship industry. Um, I'll tell you the story. When Mr. Kabakoff, who built the Hilton, decided to build on the river. He felt that even though he was gonna be on the river, that he needed a boat docked in front of his hotel. And the area that he was gonna build on, it was the International Cruise Ship Terminal. And we had no cruise ships coming into New Orleans. So what we, years are we talking about now? Uh, we're talking about 69. Okay. And they had uh, two ships, the Odessa and the Kazatan, which were Russian ships, that canceled. So one of the things that Mr. Kabakov and our company said, he's told us that if we would take over his position with the dock board to go after cruise ships, and then we could dock our paddle wheel boat to Creole Queen, and, and we did. We signed contracts and it worked out. And then we built a brand new boat, the thousand passenger paddle wheel boat to Creole Queen. And then we started going after cruise ships. It was difficult in the beginning because it's 90 miles from New Orleans to the mouth of the river. And they felt like, well, you know, to ride 90 miles up the river. But over time, they found out that if they worked their schedule, the ships that come into New Orleans now usually hit the mouth of the river about 6 in the afternoon. And then they travel all night, they have dinner, and the next morning they wake up in New Orleans. And then they get off the ship. And the new group that comes on the ship, the ship doesn't sail till about 6. So which means that it travels all night, they don't even see what they don't see, and then when they wake up the next day, they're in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> and now let me give you an idea. We started with zero passengers, and last year we totaled 1,200,000 passengers. And one of the things that Kim brought up was that our company is involved with the cruise line, with the ships, and when they first started, they would bring, from Lauderdale in Miami, they would bring a whole workforce that would sit there and you would come and get your tickets and they would do everything that Kim talked about. Our company does that for the cruise lines. We convince them that they don't have to come in here. Our hotel division goes in the mornings on a Saturday with 100 workers and greets the people that are going on the ship and gives them their keys, makes the restaurant reservations. And so we're involved in, in, in a lot of industries. Kim, how does the, uh, the logistics uh the mechanics of, of revenue work out for your side. Uh, people don't. Um, people wouldn't pay this travel agent. That travel agent would be able to. You'd be able to get a better price than they could on their own. Dream Vacations is part of a larger organization called World, World Travel Holdings. So because we're part of that larger organization, we have the funds to be able to 
give incentives out to people who are booking with us. So for Dream Vacations, we fund over $4 million in promotions a year that WTH pays for um, to basically give people an extra reason why you may want to book with us. Because so of your out. size, you're seeing deals that I'm seeing deals come across my screen on kayak and all, but you're seeing completely other well, we're making our own deals making too. The deals, yeah. yeah, we're making our own deals just to make sure that you know we're competitive in the marketplace. And and Warren, uh, one of the things you mentioned early on was trying to keep things fresh. How do you keep them fresh? Like somebody's had a already gone on a uh, swamp tour. Uh, do you try to come up with different iterations so they might want to try it again? Well, we have not only swamp tours. On we have six sixty passenger boats in Lafitte, and then we have an airboat company. And, you know, they not always want to go on a regular swamp tour. We guarantee we're the only swamp tour that I know of that goes in a national wildlife refuge. Okay, so we're the only ones in you the refuge. access to that? So you, you, you see gators all year round. And why do gators like marshmallows? It I think it's white. Sense. Somebody said okay. it's white. Oh, the color. The color. <laughs> and they tell me Stand that out. when they see a marshmallow, it's about the size of a basketball to them. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, but one, in, in reference to Kim, we do business with uh, Kim's company, um, and let me share that with you. When somebody in Lauderdale, where Kim comes from, is, say, a dream vacationer, and she wants to put a group together to come to New Orleans, well, then they may do a swamp tour, they may do airport shuttle, they may yeah. do New Orleans tours, so they buy our products, and then they put their package together, and they sell the package, the dream vacation in New Orleans. And, and we work with them right now. They, they're a good company. So you've got a lot of markets like that. Meeting planner's a big deal for you. Right? Well, that's our convention division. Yeah, we have a convention division that uh, does big conventions, anywhere from 10 people to 30,000. It's range. a great convention city, too. For sure. <laughs> great convention city. Great convention city. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the reason for the riverboat, Louis Armstrong. One of the reasons. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Rashidi. I'm talking with Warren Ruther from New Orleans tourism company Hospitality Enterprises and Kim Fiello from the travel agency Dream Vacations. We'll be right back after this very brief break. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Rashidi. I'm talking with Warren Ruther, president and CEO of Hospitality Enterprises and Kim Fiello. She's the director of loyalty marketing and brand management at Dream Vacations. Warren and Kimberly, this is the part of the show we call your brother-in-law. You're about to quit work for the day and go to dinner when your phone rings and it's your brother-in-law. He, <laughs> he usually only calls when he needs a place to park his Winnebago, but this time it's different. This time he's calling you about business. Uh, Warren, your brother-in-law has a great idea. He, has, he says everything old is new again. Back a hundred or more years ago, riverboats were a means of transportation. Now, with everyone looking for greener, carbon-neutral options, riverboat travel could come back into its own. Your brother-in-law says he's prepared to quit his job and head up the riverboat travel division of Hospitality Enterprises. What do you tell him? Is your brother-in-law on to something here? Well, just look at New Orleans. I mean, you have maybe five big riverboats now that fly that start in New Orleans and end up as far as St. Paul. And you have a summer division and you have a winter division. When it gets cold in the wintertime, most of them just go to St. Louis. And then in the summertime, they go from St. Louis to St. Paul. So they've opened up the whole area of the Mississippi River. Um, and that's gonna continue and it's getting more and more popular. 
if you think it's popular here, you need to go to Europe. And see oh, wait. What, those ads for those cruises through the Viking yeah. Vikings yeah. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got quite. A, you must have a dozen different lines in Europe that provide services on all the different rivers over there. You, you, and Viking, I think, has 82 boats. And, they, and they're getting ready to initiate uh, two or three boats here in New Orleans. They haven't started construction on them. But you have American cruise lines. They, they build in two more. You have Delta Queen. They, they bought another one. They bought a big gaming boat. They cut it in half. And they're putting another 50, 60 feet in the middle of the boat in order to come from New Orleans uh, with rooms that from, will go from here all the way to St. Paul. Yeah, there's not much water in St. Paul when you get to the river there. Are you going to be okay? Well, I think you'll be okay at certain times of the year. Okay. <laughs> and the paddle wheel boats, you know, they don't need a lot of water. That was the idea of a paddle wheel boat when it first got started. Because you didn't have levees, and the river would overflow into these cities, and it would be easy for a flat-bottom boat with a paddle wheel on that does not draw a lot of water to get up into these cities. And the paddle wheel boats was the hospital, the grocery store, and all the entertainment. Like on the front of a paddle wheel boat, you have a big stage, and it's called a stage because there would, you know, the boat would be coming and it says steamboats are coming, there's dancing, and all the performers would be out on the stage that would be dropped on the levee as they went into these cities. Just to be clear, you were not around pre-levy. Not so far. Okay, there's a, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Now, Kimberly, your brother-in-law has an awesome idea, too. He says, with all the changes in air travel, one thing that has gotten worse over time is airline food. These days, if you want to eat anything during the flight, you have to buy it at the airport before you get on the plane. A lot of airport food is terrible and ridiculously overpriced. Your brother-in-law has a great idea for an add-on service that you could offer through your travel agents. It's simple, delivery. You make a deal with Waiter or Uber Eats and have good food delivered to the airport to travelers who book air travel through Dream Vacations. All your brother-in-law wants for this genius idea is a $5,000 flat fee. What do you tell them? Is exclusive airport food delivery a $5,000 idea? I think it's a very unique idea, um, and it is true, the options in airports, especially if you're trying to stay healthy, which sometimes, you know, you figure, you know, a lot of times everybody eats really healthy right before they go on vacation because they know they're just going to blow it once they get on Particularly vacation, here, right? you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's an interesting option. One of the things that a lot of our agents do as a welcome home gift is they will send, like, Hello Fresh or Blue Apron to their customer's house as a thank you for booking, and then that way they know when the customer gets home they have a week's worth of food because everyone comes home to an empty refrigerator. Refrigerator. Oh. So I would be like, brother-in-law, let's talk about maybe doing it on the other side. <laughs> wow. Oh, this. So he's not really crazy. No, this is he's actually not really a, crazy. All right, all right. <laughs> Thanks. I went into this really uh, thinking this wasn't gonna work. This wasn't gonna work out. The uh, and um, Kim, when you're talking to uh, you that that new travel agent, you, as you mentioned, it might be a second career uh, job. Um, what do you tell them to do? I mean, is it is it the old way? Would you go to like a a rotary club or go to a lot of parties and tell them because I think the pitch would be you're going to get everything you like about the internet and you're not going to have to waste your own hours would that be yeah I think you definitely you know you you get what you know you're you're going to get a hands-on experience I think what you know we try to tell our agents when they come in um, is there's a lot of different avenues where you find your customers one you're going to find them from the people you already know 
So a lot of people have this love of cruising when they come into the business, but you don't have to have a love of cruising. It just happens a lot of people do when they come into the business. Then because they love cruising and they cruise with other people, then they'll get a, they'll get a group together and then all of a sudden now you've got a group of 20 cabins going somewhere that you're leading. Or we are seeing a lot of people too of bringing um, unique groups on board. So we have people who do um, knitting groups at sea where they'll come and sea. they knit. Make your own group, lifeboats. That would be great. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> they can make their own bathing suits. Out. <laughs> Probably the knit fabric wouldn't work yeah, well that's for that. A- um, we have like um, barbershop quartets at sea. There's uh, bridge and card games at sea. Anything that people have a commonality that they want to do with other people, you can do on a cruise ship. But you do the whole gig. It's not like you're just cruise ship people. No, we yep. do the whole thing. So we do. We, what we like to say is we sell cruises, resorts, and tours. Because, listen, not everyone's a cruise ship person, and we got that. Um, and the ships are very different today than they were, you know, in the 80s, in the 70s and 80s. Completely different. Um, but it is an opportunity for someone to say, you know, I cruise part of the year, and then I always go to an all-inclusive. Because a lot of times cruising and all-inclusives play off each other. We do European tours. We do African safaris. There's actually river cruise ships that go through um, in Africa, and then you can tie a safari to it, too. Wow. You know what I... One thing I'd have to ask is if somebody were just tuning into the show, they think, wow, the travel agency business, boy, so much has been shot at them over the years, the, whether it's the Internet or Airbnb and mm-hmm. such. But you've morphed yes. to I, exist. I think one of the great things about the industry is the people who, who lead our industry and even you know the people who lead our company, they're always thinking ahead of what's coming next. We're thinking, uh, how, how do we keep the travel agent and the franchise owner ahead of everything that's coming. How do we keep them in the forefront? How do we make sure that people know that travel agents are here, they're here to stay, and they bring a tremendous value. And I think what you're gonna see too is, you know, as times continue to get where people don't have a lot of free time, you're gonna see more and more people use travel agents. The millennial group is actually one of the largest growing segments of people who use a travel agent. Which is just where I was- they don't have time. That's what I was gonna ask. I was gonna ask Kim and Warren really on this is, Demographically, do you think have you get does it break down that e- easily or is is it a crossover? So for us, I mean, we we sell to a wide range of people, but I think you definitely see the baby boomers. You know, are the ones who are traveling the most right now, and they're the ones who are using travel agents the most. Then you have that millennial group, and I like to think of the generation that I'm in. You're when you have your generation X and Y, like where we were always brought up with the mindset of I can do it myself, I can do it myself. So it's breaking those people down because even for myself, I have to sometimes think, you know what? Just pay for Instacart or Ship to bring your groceries to your house because you don't have time to go to the store this week because you got meetings and this and that and I want to have time with my family. So why not have a travel agent plan that perfect family vacation so I can comfortably go into it and not have to think about or worry about anything. In New Orleans, outside of Mardi Gras and Jazz Fest, for most of the year we don't have any major attractions. Tourists come here by the millions for no other reason that they want to experience regular New Orleans life. If New Orleans continues to be a popular place to live, we can expect even more people will want to come as tourists to experience it. Warren, you've been helping tourists get to experience New Orleans for over half a century. And Kim, you're just starting out in a whole new venture in the New Orleans tourist market. If things keep going the way they are here in New Orleans, both of you can expect to be very successful well into the next 50 years. Uh, Warren and Kim, thank you so much for joining me today on Out to Lunch. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Warren Ruther Jr. He's the president and CEO of Hospitality Enterprises and Kim Fiello. She's the director of loyalty marketing and brand management at Dream Vacations. You can find out more about Warren's and Kim's travel ventures by following the links on our website, itsneworleans.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. And our researcher is Maggie Mendel. You can listen to the show and to past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts, including Spotify. And you can find all of our podcasts at itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com, its New Orleans Facebook page, and on Instagram. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business, New Orleans style, on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music, and dinner seven nights a week. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and by Basics Swimming Gym and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie, the It's New Orleans Happy Hour podcast, and by Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. 